Welcome to the Flea Flicker Betting Podcast. My name is Jack Wilson and this year to start the 2021 NFL season, we have a brand new team assembled to take on plenty of winners throughout the season. I'm joined by Tim. Tim, how are you doing? You all right? All right, mate. We're all good, yeah. Really looking forward to Dallas getting spanked in a couple of hours, well, a couple of hours, <laughs> a couple of hours time. But uh, yeah, looking forward to the season with loads of money and uh, beat the bookies. Hopefully get that edge first couple of weeks before they, Always. they put themselves right. Always beating the bucket is the main aim. I'm joined by a reliable face on the podcast, uh, Adam from Touchdown Tips. Adam, how are you doing? You all right, mate? Uh, really good, mate. Yeah, obviously it's been a long time off and it's going to be a busy four or five months, but just doing my first preview this week felt really good getting back into it. And yeah, I know I'm going to be non-stop, but it's all worth it. Do, do you know what, Adam? I, do you know what? For, for a split second now, I thought you had a Denver Broncos cap on. No, Bengals on the brain. <laughs> no, this is a Joe, Joe Goodbury special. I generally, when I looked at it then, thought it was a Denver cap as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we are also joined by Jack T. Jack, how are you doing? You all right? I'm good now. We're looking forward to the NFL season starting and the Dolphins going the whole way this year. <laughs> is, is this year their year then, I take it? You think it? Uh, I think so, yeah, definitely. No doubt in my mind. <laughs> Right then, to start off, we will have a look at this evening's game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. Last time I had a look, Tim, you can just double check this, but they are nine and a half point favourites now, uh, Tampa Bay, and the uh, points is 51 or 51 and a half? 52 yeah. now, apparently. 52. Points me, getting fancy the answers on that. Um, yeah, like obviously Bucks were, what, seven and a half point favourites start of the week. It's obviously going up a little bit. Uh, I mean, I've just been banging, a Dallas fan, as you can see by my my very worn T-shirt. Um, I, I just don't give us a, a hope in hell's chance, like taking minus 13 and a half. I'm taking all the all the good like t- kind of touchdown lines and I'm not surprised to see it go nine and a half. Like, we're just going to get absolutely spanked. I know Zach Martin's missing. It's not the greatest of, of, of deals being the interior line, but um, yeah, that that defense on on the buccaneers is just Dak. Dak's going to have rabbit and headlight syndrome i think to, to start with and it's just going to be too much to 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 try and re- repair i know the first four or five games last year he was used to coming back from 20 point deficits but tom brady's just going to pass all over that defense and yeah, we're not, not going to have a chance but yeah, did no, i right. did i read correctly on your preview adam that they've brought all 22 stars back did i read I, correctly? I, I believe so they definitely did on the offense and i'm pretty sure there was no one None of the important ones left on defence. So, yeah, that's a heck of an achievement. Yes. They also drafted, didn't they? Joe Tyron, was it? The outside linebacker, pass rusher, to go along yeah. with JPP and Shaq Barrett. So, it's just scary when you think about it. It's just how long can Tom Brady keep going for? Can he keep going for this year and, and beyond? Uh, Jack, any thoughts on this game? Um, I seen it was minus 6.5 uh, for the Bucks there about a week ago, and I was tempted then, but it's gone up to 9.5. It's just that extra. Once it goes over the touchdowns, it's a completely different bet. So I probably just I might do one or two anytime touchdowns for a bet, but so far, nothing's really jumping out at me. Adam, anything from you on this one? Um, no, I, I don't mind um, Dak throwing an interception at 4 to 5. Um, obviously, he's going to be under pressure. He's had the shoulder sprain in training he's not had any real uh pre-season game so i think he's going to be p- rushing and probably pushing it a bit the run game probably won't be that good with the bucks having the best run d in the league last year um so he, he may be trying to push it a little um and i've gone for a homer pick i say homer uh geo bernard uh yeah. nine to two nine to two for him to score anytime he'll be the yeah. pass catching back brady really likes him 
Um, so I'd imagine he'll get a few receptions tonight. It'd be, it'd be over by half time as well, so they just played the scrubs. <laughs> to say you're a, doubt, uh, a Cowboys fan, Tim, you really are not optimistic about tonight, are you? Hey, there's a difference between being a Dallas Cowboys fan and being a realistic Dallas Cowboys fan. At least I know. At least I can look at a, look at a sheet of paper and think, Jesus Christ, we're we're in for a question. We're in for a something here. <laughs> Uh, right then, we will move on to our best anti-post bets of the year. Basically, what we're going to do, we're going to do several things. We're going to go through our best handicap bet of the week and the best total points, best anytime touchdown scorer and the best player prop bet of the week. We'll start off with the best anti-post bet, which is a season-long bet in case you didn't know. It can be anything ranging from MVP to defensive player of the year to win totals to anything. We'll start with you, Tim. What is your best anti-post bet of the 2021 season? Uh, yeah, uh, there's two really to flip up for me. Like from a from a price standpoint, I, I quite like um, Cleveland Browns uh, each way for the for the Super Bowl. I think it's their year. I, I know you've got a, a conference where you've got Kansas City and Baltimore, and uh, again, you're 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 asking for your for your bet to go down the Swanee. But I just think last year they learned a lot, kind of like the Bills did last year when they lost um, and when they they got smashed by. Well, they beat was it Houston and um, then the year you know, last year. They they kind of exercise those guys a little bit. I think there's kind of a little bit there with with Cleveland. Um, I think they they've kind of know that they that they deserve to be there. I think they've got faith in the coach, and I think price wise, I know they were hyped to the high hills last season and kind of disappointed, which is why you're getting a bit of a buffer this year with with an in, in increased price. I think that they'll they'll outrun their odds, and then just division wise, I think value Washington uh, football team to win the NFC East. I know everyone it put it. I think Adam's going to scream at me, but um, yeah. yeah, I just think again, I don't know what the prices where they are prior to to this game, but I think again with the Dallas loss tonight, obviously Washington are going to come in a little bit. So even from that standpoint, you know, getting on Washington uh, early doors. I know they've got the charges uh, week one, but Dallas have charged week two anyway. But yeah, anything. I think it was around the, the two at one mark earlier in the off season, uh, which I thought was yeah was crazy prices. They should be uh, the way the way everyone's portraying the division as being neck and neck or two, you know two Dallas and Washington, then a cut off to to New York Giants and Philadelphia. I think Washington should have been yeah the, a shorter price than what they were at the time. I think they're probably around what thirteen to eight now, which probably probably about right. I don't think if I'm, I think I'm correct in saying this, it's been seven years or six years since uh, whoever won the NFC East won it the next year. So there's been a different winner. Longer than that. Longer than that. It's over a decade now. I think. 15, yeah. 15 years, I think. Yeah. Well, there you go. So I'm cutting myself short on that one. But yeah, so Tim, you think you definitely think they're going to break that curse? Not give Dallas a chance at all to overdo them? Oh, you know, got, got got a chance. I think I think um, Dallas's middle part of the schedule is, is very easy indeed. And like, like I say, but the thing is, once you if you go 0 and 2 first two games against uh, Tampa Bay and, and, the, and the Chargers go 0 and 2 there, then you, you're always chasing them. That's where mistakes start to get start to get made, and people kind of chirp on at each other and, and get on each other's back, and it's just not a great. Uh, again, Owen two is, is is not great, but yeah, if if we come out one and one, and I think the big game will be the Patriots just before the bye. If we can come in come out of the, that game with a with a five hundred record, then then okay. But yeah, I think I think Washington. Whilst um, I, I said a lot last year, they should have they shouldn't have won that division to enable them to get a, a really good quarterback this year. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick's still average, so he'll he'll, he'll get there. Um, but yeah. To win the division, I don't think they'll go much further, but that defence is just uh, could come to, down to the head-to-head -head games between them and Dallas and prefer that defence. Uh, right then, I'll go on to my uh, anti-post bet for the year, and I really like Carson Waits to be comeback player of the year. I think he got a lot of stick down in Philadelphia, and you show when he was really on top of his game, he couldn't be one of the best in the league Like when he won MVP. Did he win MVP that year? Or did no, he, he should have MVP done. that year. No. 
That was the one where he got injured, didn't he, against the Rams? Yeah. So he had an MVP caliber year that year, and I think he, he's back now with some sort of a good offensive line. I think that offensive line in Indy can protect him and give him the space that he needs to not only create plays, but when he moves out of the pocket, he can he can create plays himself. I got him at fourteen to one. He's now ten to one. I won on Alex Smith last year at Alex Smith at fourteen to one. This is one I target every year. I think if you can see a story developing, the bookies, especially over here, are very slow to react and you can back it throughout the season as well. So this is definitely a market to keep your eye on throughout the year because if Dak Prescott, who I think is the favourite for this, starts having an, an odd year, a bad year and another person is going to come into that fold but the their odds might not reflect the change until a couple of weeks after. So mine is Carson Wentz, comeback player of the year, 10-1. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, they're on it. Right then, uh, Adam, we'll move on to yours, uh, your best anti-post bet of the year. Yeah, I just had a quick look. I, I had a 33-1 to 1 thing, but it's not exactly best. It's just more interesting. Uh, Houston Texans' first overall pick, Derek Henry, most rush yards. Comeback player of the year, Dak, is 33-1. to 1. Um, Over on Skybet, which I thought wasn't terrible. We all think that the Texans are going to be terrible. Derek Henry should probably win that one, and I think Dak wins comeback, providing he doesn't do anything stupid, so... 33 to 1 for that one, but if you want a more sensible one, the Ravens and the Browns to finish top two uh, is 8 to 11, uh, top two in the AFC North. Obviously, the Bengals aren't going to be up there, and the Steelers are probably going to be worse this year. So I, I think those two. Pardon? You mean the Browns? You said the Rams. Uh, I, said, I thought I said Ravens and Browns. <laughs> I um, thought I said Browns. I thought I said Browns. Okay, yeah, Ra Ravens and Browns, 8 to 11 <laughs> for um, top two in the NFC North. AFC North. Definitely said that one wrong. Yeah, like it. Like that. Uh, right then, Jack, on to you for your best talent post bet of the year. Um, I've gone for Calvin Ridley, most receiving yards. It's 9-1 to one on Paddy Power. Um, main reasons are no Julio Jones, so it's got a few targets it'll be to Ridley as opposed to Jones. I know they drafted Kyle Pitts, but he's a tight end. Um, I was following a few of the Miami Dolphins beat writers on Twitter, and they were <laughs> saying that Ridley just destroyed X, Xavier Howard and Byron Jones in the when they're against each other in camp and they were just raving about them saying that he's one of the best wide receivers they've seen in a long time. So I think 9 one's pretty good bet. And I also expect uh, the Falcons to be in a lot of shootouts because the defense is not good at all. Yeah. No, that's, that's, uh, that's, I like that one at 9 to one Like I said, he's going to be getting the targets that Julio ain't getting. And a tight end, as good as they are, are not going to get all the targets. You look at Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey, they still end up getting a lot of yards when they split exactly. the receptions out. Uh, right then, unless anything else has got anyone to add, anything to add on that, we'll move on. Nope, nope, all good. All Moving good. on then to the best, uh, to your best handicap selection. So your pick on the handicap slate for any game tonight, Sunday, Monday. We'll start off with you, Tim. What are you going to go first, and who are you taking? Um, so yeah, I had to take a double take on this one because I couldn't believe that it was only four points. But Baltimore Ravens, uh, I know they're travelling to Allegiant Stadium, and I know fans are going to be in there. But the Las Vegas Vegas are absolutely atrocious, um, and Baltimore are just going to run all over them. And I don't understand why it's only four points. Um, obviously. My Initially, it was going to be you know, obviously Tampa Bay, but again, my nine and a half is again too many points up now to, to kind of recommend it with. I know I've gone thirteen and a half, but yeah, I just thought Baltimore minus four. Um, I know they haven't got I know they haven't got J.K. Dobbins and, and and whatnot, but the rest of that team like they're just built to 
to to smash teams and i don't see how las vegas uh, the raiders are going to stop them and you know the, the ravens have a decent defense as well and Derek carr i know he's got a, a great connection with with darren waller but they're just average and the baltimore ravens if you do power rankings or anything like that baltimore ravens are going to be at least 10 10 12 15 spots higher than uh than the, the, the raiders that doesn't equivalent that does, that's not equivalent to a four point uh a four point swing uh, swing yeah no, like that one. Yep. Uh, to be fair, I can't say even had a look at that game. I didn't. I don't like the Raiders and I don't like the Ravens, so it didn't really catch my eye at all. But at minus four, come Sunday when I'm placing my acca, I'll probably stick in the Ravens minus four. That is the Monday night game. It's Monday night game. Oh, it's the yeah. Monday night game, right? Well, yeah, it's I'll the last probably... one of the weekend. Oh, right. So I didn't know that. Um, right then, Adam, we'll move on to you for your selection. Um, one that's gone up a little bit over the week: uh, Denver minus three at the Giants. Uh, basically has them as the same kind of level of team. The Denver defense is very good. It was, everyone seems to think it's one of the best in the league. The offense will be all right with Teddy B. Um, Colin Sutton looks like he's come back well. Jerry Judy will do well. Um, he won't. Teddy won't give the ball over. That's what they really need. Whereas I think they will create takeover, turnovers on Daniel Jones. Um, I think Javante Williams is my, my boy this year. I've taken, I did my um, little sleeper check the other day. Jesus. Where you can check how many players you've got, uh, the players that you've got in each league, and Williams is straight straight to the top of my ones. You got um, about one hundred and fifty percent of leagues, haven't you? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. I, I think he's going to come on and um, start well this week, and I think he'll do well against the Giants, even though they do have a mildly decent uh, defense. Um, so yeah, I've gone for Denver minus three. As I say, it was minus two early in the week, so going up to the key point is a little bit annoying, but. I was still happy with it. Adam, a bit off topic. Do you want to do you want to ten a bet on who scores the most fantasy points? Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. Yeah, yeah, right, easy. Done. Yep. Sorted. Done. <laughs> we, we'll get it in the uh, DJ's chat. Yeah. Uh, right then, Jack. Who? What's your selection on the best handicap for this weekend? Uh, mine is the Rams minus seven and a half against the Bears. I'd obviously rather it be six and a half, but. Have to take seven and a half. Um, basically, I just think the Rams' defensive line is going to destroy uh, the Bears' offensive line the entire game. I would be surprised if the Bears don't even get to double digits and Matt Stafford's first game, I expect him to put on a show. So, minus seven and a half, I'm more, more than happy to take it. Yeah, go. I don't really, I haven't really looked into that game. I think the Bears are going to be abysmal again this year. And I feel sorry for the fans that are going and have to watch Justin Fields sitting on the bench to watch Andy Dalton who is a great guy, exactly, but yeah. I think he's a bit past it at this point. Um, so, I mean, we saw it last year in Dallas. I don't think any of you guys think he's going to show us all the surprise in Chicago this year? He's only going to play two or three games. It's fine. Like, Fields will be an after three. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Right, then I'll move on to myself. I really like the 49ers at minus seven and a half. I believe they still are against the Detroit Lions. I think the Detroit Lions are still a bad football team. Um, and I think that Jared Goff will get flustered again by this excellent defence and especially that front seven who's coming back healthy now uh, after Nick Bosa and a few of us missed last year. So I think they can really put on some pressure on Jared Goff and force him to create the mistakes we've seen plenty of times in LA, which forced him to get traded. Uh, so I, I really like the minus seven and a half. I think Garoppolo is going to try and bring a statement win into this one. There's been a lot of chatter and he's been coming into interviews a bit cocky, thinking I'm the star, this is my team. I think he sets out a statement here. I like a minus seven and a half at Detroit. 
Any yeah. more thoughts on, on the handicaps or are we ready to move on to the totals? Yeah, the Lions are not a very good team. <laughs> yeah. you, 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 you guys, obviously, I, I don't know what your, your betting habits are too much, but obviously your 7.5s are just numbers that I don't I refuse to do. Do you not prefer to, prefer to like take 7 and buy the juice just on the off case as a funny, it's a funny game? Yeah, there's obviously you've got that impact of a key number on you. I mean, key numbers, for those listening, if you don't know what I are, it's your 51 points on your 27-24, whereas with 52, you're not as likely to get it being 27-25. The key score lines in the NFL are your key numbers, seven being the touchdown, three being the field goal. You always like to bite it beneath, but like like you've done with Tampa Bay, uh, Tim, I've, I've bought them all the way up to minus... 13 and a yeah, half. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, gen- generally, like I say, San Francisco, a team you, I'd probably expect them to be like double digits. But as I say, just in case, just for anyone out there that's kind of doing an ACA, like, you know, just to kind of give yourself a bit of insurance, if you're doing five or six teams, you might as well just bite the bullet on the half point. And yeah. You get the, get the void in. So, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Because if, uh, if they lose by seven, if they win by seven, not only have I lost, you've lost as well. So it'll yeah. uh, be disappointing yeah. for all of us. Uh, right then, on to the, uh, the best total points bet of the weekend. And I think a few of us are on the <laughs> Miami and New England unders yeah. at 43.5%. Same <laughs> and Jack. Main reason for me for this is I think Tua didn't really light any eyes up. I think they're still going to be inconsistent on offence. And Matt Jones and the Patriots, I think, will run the ball. will run, 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 run and run it down your throat 50, 60 times. Chew the clock, Belichick, old way. I can see it being 13-10 or something like this. Not a lot of offensive proficiency. I, I were happy to take the under. And I've bit a few under. under. I've gone down under 36 and a half. So yeah. I, I really do like the under on this one. I've taken a bit of a chance on that one. Yeah, the, the, Damien, the Damien Harris uh, props are interesting. I think his over-underline for rushing attempts was 13 and a half, or it's either 13 and a half or 16 and a half. I can't remember what it is, but um, I think it was 13 and a half because I was pummeled, pummeled the over on that. And I thought his uh, receiving yards over-underline three and a half was interesting. I know James White's there and he's the pass catcher, but like, surely Damien Harris might catch one ball and it'll go for three, three four yards. You've got to think as well, and, he, and it's the rookie quarterback, Matt Jones, yeah, is going to exactly. get a lot of short passes and dump yeah, yeah, yeah. So all it takes is, you see how agile and how easy it is for these guys to juke and make defenders miss nowadays. I mean, I'm sat in the living room when I'm back in a team that's on defence and I'm thinking, how can you not tackle him? It's tackling a guy and they're just so shifty and agile. And So yeah. all it takes is a one-yard pass and then turning it into nine or ten yards and then you're laughing, aren't you? Yeah, and the other points as well, I'm sure... Um... Yeah, the other person that does it, Jack, that, that picked it. But um, yeah, Ramondo Stevenson's got a thumb issue as well, so it might just limit his snaps a tiny little bit, given given more Damian Harris. But yeah, like you say, I, I think two defense, two better defenses than they are offenses. Um, two is not again; he's not a rookie quarterback, but he's not much better than that. And uh, like I say, Mac Jones is not going to be doing too much, and Bill Belichick isn't stupid; he's just going to hand the ball off, like you say, 30, 40 times, or if if they can, it's just going to be a, a war in the trenches. Jack, any thoughts on this? Yeah, to be honest, 43 and a half. I couldn't believe it was that high. Um, I just see Belichick. He's not going to put the game in Mac Jones' hand, uh, hands for the first game, for his debut. Like, Dolphins very good defence. Patriots' defence is better than their offence as well. Uh, I could see, you know, 17, 10 sort of game as well. So I'd be taking maybe under 36 as well, or maybe 35 if I get good value on it. Yeah, like, like, like I said, I've already backed him. Yeah. The, the temptation to go down even lower is, is itching me now, but uh, yeah. I'm going to leave it for now and see what happens on Sunday. Adam, have you got any thoughts on this game? The only one who haven't backed it. I definitely wouldn't be backing the over, so um, I can't argue with you boys doing the under. No, obviously the Patriots' defence are pretty much all returning. It's going to be completely different to last year. 
Uh, apparently, the Dolphins are going to lead defense. I was told in the week, so um, they uh, should be able to keep it keep it um, low against the rookie QB. So yeah, I, I can't see points anywhere there. Uh, but my one was uh, Bengals v Vikings under forty seven and a half. It's under forty seven on red zone. Um, the Bengals offense has been rusty. Is uh, probably the <laughs> kindest way to uh, to say it. Um, Jamar Chase obviously hasn't been catching anything. Uh, they weren't ma- moving the ball in preseason um, with Joe Burrow coming back. He only played three snaps um, and he's going up against the Vikings defense, which is going to be a lot better than last year. It's, it's improved. It can be much worse. The Bengals defense, though, has been a lot better in preseason. And I'm hoping would have a turn in injured players, injured players from last year. Um, DJ Reader and Trey Wayne's the big signings that they'll be able to slow the run. We brought in Trey Hendrickson, who should get some pressure up top. Um, so I think the Vikings will go very run heavy. It'll be their typical Dalvin Cook and then a bit of play action. Um, they might break off a couple, but I can see it being like 20 points to 10 or something similar to that. I just don't think it's going to be a very high scoring game. I think it could be quite a sloppy, messy one. Yeah, I've got nothing else to add on that if anyone else has. Uh, Adam, would you be worried if they start putting the white stripes on the ball for Jamar Chase? Would you, would you say <laughs> for the overs? Just someone with a bit of chalk around it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, you've got to help. <laughs> right then, uh, we will move on now to our best anytime touchdown scorer of week one's games. Adam, we might as well start with you, considering we've just been talking about said player and we all know how much you love him, so I'll let you carry on from your unders bet. Yeah, it's it all depends. On, uh, uh, yeah, T Higgins, I, I don't know what price he's going to be. If he's around, I don't know, um, one and a half, two and a, two and a half, sorry. If he's around what 11 to 5 something like that then i'd be happy with it um he probably won't be that high though so I, i've got a couple of wrote down i've got antonio gibson um if he's a, above evens i'll be happy to take him uh and my my, my guy javante williams but that's hoping that he's three slash four to one which i don't think will happen um but yeah i i, I scribbled down a few like i say t higgins he will be I, I think this game specifically, it'll probably get a lot of the ball. I think it'll be more of what we saw last year um, with Chase getting a few targets, but it all depends on how he does on the day. Um, that's the only issue with the Bengals is they've got so many options there now on offense that you can't, without having a bit of um, a catalogue behind us, we don't really know where the ball's going to go. But T was brilliant last year. Um, and if you can get Marley D Bernard's on him, then make him. But otherwise, evens-ish on Antonio Gibson for Washington I'm quite happy with yep that's fine uh, Tim we'll move on to yours your favourite yeah it's a bit frustrating really because I don't like to make kind of make mine until I've, I kind of see all the prices and obviously recording on a right. Thursday um, they've been a bit lacklustre considering they've had five months to do it or whatever <laughs> maybe. but um, I've gone Raheem Mostert I think I saw four, four or five flying about um, so you probably get eight again similar to Antonio Gibson if you can find evens on Raheem Mostert San Francisco 49ers are just going to run all over Detroit and yeah Raheem Mostert if Trey Sermon's like a Javante Williams type if he's like three four one I very much doubt he would he's not exactly gone under the radar but um again they're just going to run run all over detroit and um again i, I, I think there's a bit of value in in Mostert because uh, he you know again everyone's clamoring over the, the new shiny toy of, of trey sermon so uh, if you can get evens on, on Mostert, i'm 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 all over that yeah i like yeah. that bet i think i'll be back in both sermon and and Mostert again and i'd even look because the 49ers are brilliant for giving a third running back 
Mm. Uh, touchdown in any game, so that could be worth having a look at who the third running back is and what price he is, and always having a back. And the two or more markets as well, because like you said, I'm hoping this is a blowout. If it is, we could just see him fully running in. When the 49ers get in a fully running mode, it's they're hard to stop. They are hard to stop. Uh, right, I'll go next. I'm going to take Deontay Johnson anytime touchdown for the Steelers against Buffalo. I can see this being a not a bit of a shootout, but I can see the Steelers making it a bit competitive. And I think that Deontay Johnson is Roethlisberger's best target over Chase Claypool and Juju Iamo. And he's the one who does seem, from what I've watched, to get more separation. I saw his receptions line was at five and a half. And I think, if I'm correct, I saw 11-5 to 5 for him to score a touchdown, um, which I, I really like that price. I mean, getting over 2-1 at one on a wide receiver is going to be out there all the time, and he's the favourite target by the quarterback. I, I really like that one. Jack, on to yours for your anytime touchdown scorer. Um, I went with Robbie Anderson for the Carolina Panthers, and... It's a revenge game for him against the Jets and it's a revenge game for Sam Darnold and Darnold and Anderson had very good chemistry when they were playing together at the Jets so I think there's nothing more they'd like to do than score a touchdown between the two of them. Um, it's 19-10 to 10 on Paddy Power. I'd be expecting to get maybe 5-2, to 3-1 to one if I shop around but not every bookie has their any times up yet for some reason so hopefully maybe by tomorrow evening I'll be able to I get like three. So. I think the Panthers will destroy the Jets as well. I really do. I hope so. <laughs> um, right then, swiftly moving on to our final, our final um, bet of the evening, all of us each. We are looking at our favourite player prop. Obviously, not a lot of lines available at the moment. However, we're going to go with what we've got. I'll start off. I'm going to take Joe Mixon over 15.5 rush attempts. And I know you were speaking about, Adam, how it could be a bit of a, a big win for, for Minnesota. But I do think that Burrow is still saying he's legging 100%. And I think in the majority of the games last year, Mixon went over this because I backed it. Mm. Majority of weeks and won a lot of money. 15.5, you're getting it at 5 to 6 you know, 1.83. I couldn't turn it down because I think they will run it just to make sure Burrow's feeling all right. And I do think they will keep it close. I, I think the defence, as you said, Adam, is good and I think it'll keep them in the game. And I think the longer they're in the game, the more they'll keep running it. So I, I like the job mixing over 15.5 rushing attempts. Yep. Yeah, uh, I'd agree with that. The, the only worry is that because they don't really have a third down back now, it might be a bit more Ryan getting the earlier downs but um yeah I, I i think you're right they will try and just do simple handoffs to him um so we don't worry about anything else yeah adam will lead on we are play prop who's that sorry that i, I, I don't know if you asked me <laughs> um mentioned him before antonio gibson um over two and a half receptions is 11 to 10. uh ron Rivera's talks about him being there christian mccaffrey um, he obviously came on a lot last season during the season. Uh, the two preseason games he's played this year so far, he caught two and two, and that would have been just the first quarter of those games. So I, I'm pretty confident in him getting at least three in this one and getting plus money on it, 11 to 10. Um, I'm quite happy with. I did have a couple more scribble down. Um, TJ Hawkinson over four and a half receptions and cool. Kyle, Pitts over, Kyle Pitts over three and a half receptions. Yeah, 10 to 13 on um, red zone. Obviously, nice. you mentioned before about the Falcons having not much else. Nice. Uh, Tim, we'll start on. I'll start with you and then we'll finish with Jack. 
Yeah, I think on the on the graphic, I've got Marcus Callaway over three and a half receptions um, for Saints against the Packers. Basically, um, it's as bare as that Will Smith gif where he's in the in the, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air house and there's no one else there with him. Um, Traycon Smith is a bit dodgy, uh, and they're having to rely on the likes of Jawan Johnson and Deontay Harris in, in the wide receiver in the wide receivers. Jameis Winston's going to be the quarterback. The Green Bay Packers are going to smash New Orleans, so they're going to be throwing a lot. Edwin uh, Kamara is probably going to get 99.5 receptions over under. <laughs> for his line but it's got to go somewhere and Marcus Callaway three and a half receptions uh he's, he's passing his receiving yards line I think is late 40s as well which is which is a tempter but I'm just going to go off the, off the fact that you know receptions are easier to, to to get in this kind of setup than maybe 48 yards I mean I, mean, I like over on both but uh, I've had to I had to pick one so I've just got over, over receptions on that one love that bit um, has anyone seen a line on Kamara yet what what his receptions line is uh, I can find out I didn't, to be honest. No, I'd imagine I six and a half. Anything, yeah, if it's six and a half, I'm backing that. But while Tim's looking for that, Jack, we'll, we'll go on to your uh, player prop bet. I've gone for Kyle Pitts over 40.5 receiving areas at William Hill. Um, like Adam said, over three and a half is, receptions is probably just as good a bet, but they're saying he's the best, um, the best rookie tight end to come out of the league in about maybe 10 years, so 40.5 yards, I think it's well within his range i was especially about 60 maybe so 40.5 will definitely be getting on that um philadelphia as well their defense is perfect so it could be done in maybe two catches never mind three and a half yeah yep. fully agree did you get a line tim before we finish off uh yeah red zone well red zone only have four and a half at the moment that's four to seven so i'd assume five and a half is probably about five and a half is very 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 low i think i think i'll be having a bit of that yeah. um right then Thank you for listening if you got this far again, listening to me and these bunch of degenerates talking and trying to win you some money. Uh, as always, we'll be joining you for all 18 weeks of the NFL season this year and the playoffs and Super Bowl. So please do subscribe if you're not uh, to the podcast and to the Full 10 Yard YouTube channel because we will hope to bring you a lot of winners across the year. The same four lads join together. You know, bringing good insight. I do think it's good insight. Don't mean to be big-headed, but yeah, good insight to you guys. Uh, but once again, thank you to Tim, Adam and Jack for joining me and we'll catch you all next week for week two's reviews. Good luck if you're betting this week. Take care and gamble responsibly.